Uh-huh. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. This is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag, do you believe? I am your host, with the most, Maximilian, along with... Lecherous. <laughs> and now, without further ado, let us talk sports. Amateur hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 81. Wow, Shrady. Shrady. Shrady Shrady one. <laughs> Shreddy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 it's Shreddy, boy. Uh, Shreyas, uh, how about that? How about 81 episodes of nonsense? It's uh, Kobe. Wow. Kobe on the rafters. Kobe on the rafters. This is, you know what uh, I think? You know what I think of? I think of that game. I think of uh, LeBron, that clip of LeBron saying he watched the whole game and that before the game started that he was going to get knew. 70. Yeah. I, I knew Kobe was going for 70. I knew Kobe was going for 70. That's the most horse crap out of horse crap I've ever seen. Yeah. After the fact, like, like, I knew. I knew. There's no way. Or the, or the, remember the commercial he did with Jalen Rose? I think it was for ESPN. I was going to say something about that. He's like, I would like to order. It's Kobe in a restaurant. And uh, Jalen Rose walks by. Bartender comes over. Kobe's like, I'd like a martini. With 81 olives. It just death stares Jalen Rose. <laughs> Jalen Rose, you can see him start to sweat. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, Jalen Rose is rolling over right now. He will not be listening to episode 81. Sorry, bud. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, we've got the NBA season starting tonight. Week six of football is already over. I mean, time is flying by. But we're no longer in that limbo without sports. We've got everything back. Max, I am thrilled. This is the complete opposite. This is every major North American sport at the same time. We have playoff baseball. Playoff baseball. The hockey season has just started. Basketball is starting. And football is in full swing. So it's like we got the – there's a trifecta. What's the four? Quatrif- a quatrifecta? Quatrifecta. Yeah. We got the, whatever that is. <laughs> All together. The just quadruple the holy, double. The holy square. <laughs> the holy square. It feels good. So we've got a lot of action for you coming up today. But as usual, we are going to kick things off with the weekly highs. The weekly highs. Alrighty, folks. Well, I have the weekly highs this week. And for my sports weekly high, I have got to say, it's sports related. It is the Boston Celtics City Edition uniform. My God, that thing looks nice. Mm. Uh, it's got black. It's got gold diamonds with black trim on the sides. It's got uh, white letters with gold trim. There's just gold accents everywhere. You got the cursive lettering, the nice dark, rich green. I mean, look this up. It is a beautiful jersey, and my mouth is watering thinking about picking one up within a couple weeks. Uh, I think I'm gonna get Al Horford. Because I think he's just a staple of Boston. Trey said, well, what about when he leaves? Doesn't matter. This man dunked on Giannis in the playoffs last year. <laughs> he did do it. <laughs> That's good enough for me. 
for my personal weekly high, uh, I have opened up another bank account, uh, which was fun. And that feels good because I'm doing adult things and working on paying my bills and being an adult. So <laughs> that's about it. I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm having a good week. I'm excited to be here with everybody. Uh, and if you are new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget, uh, we have a bunch of socials, which we should do better at plugging. Uh, we've got a TikTok, which is Amateur Hour Podcast with uh, underscore separating. We have an Instagram, same thing, underscore separating. We have a Twitter, and then you can find our episodes on Twitter as well. And this podcast is literally everywhere. I mean, it's on Audible, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, it's on Deezer, it's on, uh, there's some I've never even Amazon, heard of. Amazon, Audible. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. So wherever you get your podcasts, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I don't know, Shay, I, I, let's bring it down. Let's bring it down to the weekly lows. <laughs> the lows. We're at that time. We're at that time of week for the weekly lows. Let's start with my sports slow. <laughs> if only we had the sound effect machine. Um, let's start with my sports low. So there's a couple things that happened in football in week six that I, I wanted to point out as uh, a low. The first one being Tom. Thomas Edward Brady yes. Jr. Yes. I think. And his temper rising in that loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which we will get into more as the episode goes on. But during that, during that loss, there was a, a clip that got circulated of him literally yelling, going crazy at his offensive line sitting on the bench and I don't know if his offensive line was hearing a word he said, but the amount of voiceovers and memes that came out of it were exceptional. And it was definitely a low point for the Buccaneers as they go to three and three this season. Uh, not a good moment. He's not, he, he has had moments in the past where he's been visibly frustrated at his player, at players, yeah. at coaches, but this just felt like, like, Everything that shouldn't have happened happened, and then it just kind of like. No, seriously. Hey, well, hey, you know, Shrey, he's going through something outside with the marriage. Uh -huh, yeah. So you know, good old Giselle might be going back to Leonardo DiCaprio. We don't know. <laughs> oh, or to Antonio Brown. We don't know. Anyway, oh. I just, I just, no, no. But in all seriousness, Shrey, it's got to be taking a toll on him. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, I think so. And you're right. We've seen Tom explode. He did kind of put – it wasn't an apology post, but he's like, we're not playing up to our potential. We can do better. On to the next. On like Instagram. Yeah. That's all right. I, I mean, you lost to the him. Steelers, dude. You lost to hey Kenny, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Both, both of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, Chase Claypool decided to have a, a – <laughs> His one good game of the season. <laughs> one good game of the season. Of course, it's the week I'm like, it's Chase Claypool. He's been absolute doggy do. <laughs> For the whole set, leave him on the bench, leave like 30 points on there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I got my clown nose out. <laughs> painting, painting the clown face, yeah. Um, so that that is one. Uh, the second, I have a, a multiple sports low, and that was Robbie Anderson getting uh, kicked out of the game, the Carolina Panthers game this past week. And then the next day, so within 24 hours, he gets kicked out of his uh, kicked out of the football game and then traded. I've never seen that quick of a turnaround. It's just it, it's just <laughs> bizarre. I'm 
It's like they it's like literally they said we will take anything and everything. Just get hey, this guy you, off. You got a hands. bag of lays over there? Yeah, I got a player for you. <laughs> they gave up uh so he got traded to the Cardinals, your team Max, and the Cardinals Stop. gave up. <laughs> He's so bad, dude. I'm sorry, Robbie. I feel bad for you, bud. He's not good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he hasn't been good this year. Who knows what he'll be with Kyler Murray and that he wasn't really good last year. What do you mean with Kyler Murray? With <laughs> that, was a, that really fantastic offense they have going on right now. Oh um, my God, Trey, we can't even <laughs> talk about this week. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got traded for a 2024 sixth round pick and a 2025 seventh round pick. So they literally said, "We don't even want next year's dude. Just give us something in the future that literally won't won't matter." When you said pack of lays, like. That's literally what they got. It's a football. It's Happy in Lay's chip bag. Um, so with extra so that, air. Yeah, extra. <laughs> yeah, you can't use this only one. There's like, there's like, I was like, this is a new bag. <laughs> there's like four chips in here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so man, couple of couple of big weird weird moments that got clipped and and definitely were were lows for their respective Bummers. teams this week. Yeah. What about you? Anything bad in your mm. life? Anything bad happened in my life? Uh, I've been finding out that a lot of my socks are just starting to have holes, oh, and yeah. I, I can't I can't find a good pair of socks anymore. I feel like I have to go buy. I'm just too lazy to go buy a pair of socks. I need to do that, but I'm like I'm wearing a pair of socks right now that has a massive hole in it, and I'm just like I don't know if I'm used to that, but I I need to treat myself better, dude. I don't know. No, Shrey, I'm with you. I got four holes between my two socks right now. Two yeah. massive ones on my heels and then yeah, right yeah, on the, the bottom on the of my he- big toe. Is it the, the one on the... Uh, if you get a hole in like the front of the foot, the... the What is the front of the foot? Under, Whatever the, big the-, t- under the big toe, that pad of the foot. The yeah, ball the of pad, the foot. Yeah, the ball of the foot. That's like... Re- like that's not that bad. The heel is the worst. Because it just it just starts to... It, it's the one that starts to grow up up into like... The the Achilles area, it just keeps going up and up the sock. My and heel I, is out right now. It's at naked. some point, you're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even wearing a sock anymore. I'm just wearing a, a shin covering. <laughs> uh, an, an ankle and shin covering. Yeah, yeah shin I hear covering. you. Say, well, you know, it's $22 at Nike, so what can you do? Eh, it's kind of expensive for socks. Yeah, we get the... the, the what is it, where, where the what the, the socks that all the high school kids used to get? The elites, the the Nike elites. The Nike elites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't sleep on those. Well, you know who needed Nike elites is our boy Tom Brady this week. And his entire uh, Bucks team got upset, like you said, Trey. We're we're diving right into the meat and potatoes here. Got upset this week uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been nothing short of terrible to start the season. I mean, really bad. You start the first game, your defensive like uh, uh, centerpiece, TJ Watt, gets injured. Out mm-hmm. for, I think the majority of the season, right? A torn pack. Hey, he's done. Yeah, yeah, y- yeah. Uh, th- then things just go from bad to worse. You have absolutely no offense. You got Titch Mabisky, who is, you know, not great, uh, and it's just just really not good. So, well, don't forget they started the game with Kenny Pickett, and he ended up leaving the game with an injury, and he didn't return. So they turned to Titch. <laughs> to Mr. Biscuits. Miss <laughs> <laughs> And he he didn't lose the game, which like he didn't he didn't he, he only threw 12 passes, but he had a touchdown and he didn't turn the ball over. And I'm like, that's all it takes to beat the Bucks right now? Like I'm confused. 
but the Bucks have been having a, a, a tough couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, you know, and we talked about this, Max, on an earlier podcast of like, look out for the Bucks. And we, I know we talked about the Bills being in that category and they look, they look better now. But look out for the Bucks as being kind of this like, are they really a contender type of team? I know that was my early pick was Bucks Bills for the Super Bowl. But, you know, a couple of weeks into the season, I kind of felt like even though they were winning, it felt like they were keeping teams in it and they weren't just getting enough offense to to drive home their win early. And they're just kind of letting teams wait around and then they're not getting the last the last drive or the last, you know what I mean? Like the last oomph. Yeah. And yeah. and that's what happened this week. It's just they didn't have that last oomph. Well, you know, they play Carolina next week and and Oh my god, and they're awful. They're awful. So oh. that's a game that you just seriously have to win. I mean, they lost to Green Bay, which is also not great. They lost well, they beat the Falcons, but again, then there was that Chiefs game too. Mhm. So you know, it's really a mixed bag right now. And I don't think Tom, I'm really telling you, Shai, and this is a little bit of speculation, but I really think that the divorce or just hiring lawyers or doing all that stuff family-wise is really kind of getting to Tom. It might get to him, yeah. No, seriously, I think it is. I think it's hard when, like, you don't have anywhere to go after the game. You don't feel like your life is in control. And you know how much havoc that stuff wreaks. So, yeah, I, I think something's going on. And everything he does is in the public eye. It's just like, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only were the oh my gosh, not only were the Bucks upset, uh, but we had the uh, <laughs> Cardinals, my my home team, just an abysmal performance. Abysmal. It was Geno time again. Seahawks said, uh, "Yeah, let's uh, let's take care of business here." And then we also had Chets, be- Chets, the Jets beating the Packers, Giants on a roll beating the Ravens, and the Atlanta Falcons, for whatever reason, beating the 49ers. I mean, talk about a, a week of what in the world. And this is what I love about the NFL season, though. I love to see bad teams win, and I love to see the, the predicted storylines that people talk about get upset. And that was the narrative this week. So, yeah, it's just... It felt like all the underdogs, even uh, the Patriots were an underdog this week against Mm -hmm. the Browns. So if you want to consider that an upset, I probably wouldn't, even though the line said it. I just it felt like Cleveland does not play well. It hasn't been playing well. And if you let a team like the Patriots around, they could definitely play up to their potential, especially Belichick being the coach, right? You kind of have a little bit of more leeway with him and mm-hmm. bailey zappy phenomenal phenomenal and, Real, and just like, did wow. everything you wanted 300 plus yards two touchdowns and the one to and and the one to taekwon thornton in the back of the end zone max was a was a was a rifle it was a pretty strong throw it, it needed to be put into a pocket and he got it in there like so he does have a decent i would i don't know about long long throws but he has a decent arm in terms of speed that's what you like to see. So, yeah, just a lot of good games. They felt like, okay, it's just not going to be all chalk all the time. Uh, <laughs> we got Pitt, we got Pittsburgh Bucks. Oh, do I got to watch this game? And then you're like, oh, maybe I should have watched that game. Where it felt like this year, Max, there's been a lot of do I got to watch this game. Mm. It's just been one of those years. I saw one. I saw um, 
the number of touchdowns through week six in the past two years. And it's gone down tremendously this year. So really? it's just been a it's just been a bad offensive year to start. Yeah, over 500 touchdowns through week six uh, in both seasons in, in the last two seasons, and I think wow. we're at like 460 ish right wow. now. Wow. So it it yeah, there's just like been a real demotion in offense that kind of concerning just for the quality of play, and we we are seeing it. A lot of these are really bad games that are only field goals. Oh my god! Well, anything to do with the Broncos right now? Oh my god. Oh, the god. Broncos are oh. the Broncos Chargers. Oh my god! Oh god! All these games are <laughs> a slog to watch, and of course, like Justin Herbert catches the disease, and he's like, "I'm just gonna have a bad night." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that OT was just horrible. I was like, "There's gonna be seven drives in this OT because no one can get past the 50 yard line." And Seriously, then, and then it, and then they had to get a good break to win the game. But that was yeah, that was just a tough overtime. Oh, that the, the Broncos are terrible. They're terrible. Do you think they're going to the playoffs this year? Well, let's. Well, Max, let's ask the question. We have a better question for you. There's the so the question I want to ask you, Max, and it kind of ties into what you just asked me is: there are two teams that are playing really well that we didn't really expect, and those are the Giants and the Jets, right? So, do you do you what do you believe in more? Okay, do you believe that the Giants and the Jets? can both make the playoffs more than if you believe the Packers, the Cardinals, the Broncos all don't make the playoffs. What side do you believe in more? Hmm. I have to say just based off of odds, you know, two to three, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that if anybody's going to squeak in on the losing side, I don't think the Cardinals are going to do it this year, to be honest with you, Shrey. They look like dog doo-doo. You think they're not a playoff team at all? Ooh, they are hard pressed. When does DeAndre Hopkins come get come back? This week. Oh, yeah, Thursday night he's going to be back. So when this 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 is is my glimmer of hope. So instead of rooting against those three teams, because I also think the Packers can squeak in realistically. Broncos? No, absolutely not. I I was joking about them making the playoffs because I don't think so. However, Mm. the Giants and the Jets, Trey. When you watch the eye test, you look at their stats, you look at how they're playing, and then you look at their record right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did not expect this from either team. The Giants offensively are carried on the back, on the shoulders, on the broad shoulders of Saquon Barkley. Yeah. They are doing phenomenal. Daniel Jones, he, he's, he's like a bridge guy to me right now. He's yeah. not putting up phenomenal stats, but he's not terrible. I will say that he's tough. Like he's not a good, he's not a great quarterback. and But he, he takes does, hits. Yeah. But he takes hits. And he's willing. He knows that maybe his arm won't get them there, so he's willing to run for some of these first downs and literally get pulverized at the end of them. Like some of these hits, I'm like, how is he getting back up? My so, leg. <laughs> literally, like he look like it's one of those things where he gets he gets literally decked and he stands back up and it just feels like he's like looking around and he's like, oh, I'm okay. Oh, let me stand up, and then he just stands up. I'm like, how? I was like, I would be like, "Hey, I'd bro, like, you good? What? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I get the oxygen mask. I get everything. <laughs> I get everything going. Shoot me up. <laughs> Stretch. Yeah, there's no roughing the passer calls for Daniel Jones. For everybody no else, way. everybody else, you get one. But uh, Daniel no Jones, way. they're like, yeah, he could take it. Um, so straight, I'm inclined to believe that the Giants. I mean, the Jets being four and two. 
boggles my mind. But what I said before is I love to see these bad teams kind of on the top. It's nice to see a good rotation. Yeah. I don't want to watch the Patriots and the Steelers and the, you know, who else has been good for a really long time? Uh, you know, the Packers the Ra- have always the been Ravens. The Ravens, you know, I don't want to watch them all the time. I mean, again, it's nice to see them win, but yeah, it's nice to see those bottom tier teams come up, come up. And yeah, and and we, the Jets have been a meme for a, over a, a decade. meme. Oh no, okay. my god! For, no, the Trey. Jets have been a meme. The Jets have been a meme for like sixty years, but the last <sighs> decade. Like since they, since Joe Namath since like the creation of the internet <laughs> since Joe Namath put his hand up going into the locker room after he won, but the past decade has been really bad for Jets fans, right? So to see it, I literally straight. I've met people who are Jets fans, and I ask them, I'm like, "You're yeah. you're really a Jets fan?" And they're like, like, "How do you do it?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, literally, how do you do it? How do you get up every day and put on that that white and green and feel good about yourself?" But now they're okay. Well, yeah. Well, now it's interesting because before they had, they didn't have the the Knicks sucked and the Jets sucked, and now and the, the Mets, Jets su- and the Mets sucked. Yeah, and the Mets sucked. But now the Mets are good, the Jets are good, the Knicks still suck. But <laughs> <laughs> not with Jalen Brunson. Don't worry about it. Yes, <laughs> safe here. But the Jets, you got to give them props for how they've kind of built that team, right? Like, not only. Did they get a lot of early picks in the in these drafts? But they actually found players that can help them. Like is Zach Wilson uh, a quarterback for the future? I don't know. You know, time will still tell. But he isn't making horrible mistakes that he did last year when he was like seeing ghosts and stuff. Not like sorry, that was Sam Darnold. But like when he was literally Sam Darnold reincarnate last year. But they have Garrett Wilson, who's been pretty good for them. They have Elijah Moore, who's you know, eh, but he's still good for them. He's young. Uh, Corey Davis has been good for them, right? That was a good pickup from Tennessee. But Brees Hall, this rookie running back, Max, has really taken over as this kind of hybrid. He's catching the ball off, out of the backfield. He's running tough, right? Him and Michael Carter are, are a really good young backfield that Jets fans have to look uh, look forward to. And that defense, Max, is just miles better they have a good they have a decent secondary now uh sauce gardner is the real thing it looks like and sauce. he had a great week you know, this week too. he is a, he had, he's just he's just built different he's just tall he's like it's a big simply corner. assembled alternatively <laughs> no he had it yeah no sure well i think you know yeah you, you look at them all of a sudden building a team that's that's you know comparable and can actually like hang yeah. It's cool to see, man. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I, I also, their coach is relatively. Is he new this year or was he there last year? Last year, yeah, I think last year was his first year. Okay, yeah. Let's change. So he got coach, another man. another year, another year under his belt, right? Same philosophy, bit better talent. Like it helps, and these are all people that they can stay with for a long time because they're all on rookie deals, right? So. It's not like they 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 did the Rams path, right? Although the Rams path will get you winning faster, your growth will will start to show if you continue to kind of develop these players. And it looks like they've done a good job developing these players. So, yeah. So I guess in regards to the question I asked, you are going with. I'm going with those teams are going to be in the playoffs. Wow. Okay. So I, 
I'm probably going to disagree with you and I'm going to go that I, I feel greater about one of the three teams, the Packers, Cardinals, and Broncos, at least making the playoffs. I don't think they all don't. So I think the Packers have the best shot. I know they look horrible right now, but I don't know. Like of the teams that I have the most faith in, well, like, well, no. Don't you agree with me then? Don't you agree? Because the question was, if you think, which one do you think is more likely? Giants and Jets both make it or all three miss it? And because oh, then, yeah, then, yeah. you don't think that one of them, you think that one of them is going to make playoffs that you but, technically agree with me. You think it's more likely that the other, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I think you're we're right. on the same page because yes. Are you talking about the Packers? Yeah. I think they're the only ones. So I, I wouldn't, that's, I think, and that's, that's even a low point. chance. I don't think they're going. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to miss playoffs. To be honest with you. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I would say if that. Aaron I, Jones right. will stop giving me bum weeks, <laughs> week after week. <laughs> we have to talk. We have to talk. I mean, our fantasy picks. We'll we'll get to those. But yeah, no, Shrey, I, I I agree with you. I think. Well, uh, yeah, Gi- I mean, Giants and Jets. Yeah, you're right. They're good, probably going to be the most I think likely. It's great. Good, go Giants. I got a friend who's a Giants fan, and last year all I did was make fun of her, and then this year I'm like, well. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. Now for our fantasy picks of the week. Last week, Shrey, how did we do? I don't know. How did, how did we do? Yeah, not good. I don't think. <laughs> so we're going to skip that and we're going to go right <laughs> on to this week's pick. I think that's the baseline. I think we'll just start with We probably didn't do good. Let's continue. Huh. Hey, this week, this week, I would like to pick as my must start. If you, for some reason, if you are in the 2.4 or the one point, the 1.4% of leagues that don't have Michael Pittman rostered somewhere, I think you should pick him up (laughs) because Michael Pittman Jr. is my go-to pick. I think he's going to have another very strong showing. They are playing the Tennessee Titans, and the Tennessee Titans allow wide receivers to do pretty well. And now that Michael Pittman has really established himself as like the go-to guy, he is Matt Ryan's love child because you know Matt Ryan loves to throw the ball. I think Michael Pittman is my must-lock for the week. For my sleeper, I am going with Jason Myers, the kicker. Just kidding. Um <laughs> No, I can't. I can't go with. Uh, I can't do him. However, who I would uh, like to go with again is Mister Ramondre Stevenson. Oh yes, again from the New England Patriots. Uh, they're playing the Bears, and the Bears <laughs> are the Bears. And I have watched way more Bears games than I ever imagined that I would this year. I was just about to say, I've seen too many Bears games. I don't know why I've seen this many Bears games, but I have. And the Bears are not very good. Sorry, Bears. Uh, and for that reason, I think I, I, I think Ramonda, Stevenson had a great week last week, and I like mm-hmm. to ride the highs. Of course, with fantasy football, that never really happens, and I have eaten those words several times. But I think he is really emerging in New England, and I think they have a good matchup this week. So my sleeper pick, Ramondre Stevenson, and my must-lock is Michael Pittman Jr. Mm. So trade for him if you can, because I think that would be good. Yeah. 
And you could still kind of swing that. You could go in your leagues and be like, well, he's been out a little bit and he hasn't had the best games. You know, he had one good week. So, yeah, you know, you try to get him to to, to anyway, bite. To bite. Yeah, Max. Uh, those are some good picks. I do like those picks. Well, thank I'm you. going to start with my guarantee. And that is going to be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is, I think, the lead leaguer in receiving yards this year. The lead and leaguer? Did I, what did I say? You said the lead leaguer. <laughs> <laughs> the league leader, of course, Trey. Yes, no, no, no. The, 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 the lead, league leader. The lead right? leaguer. The lead, the lead leaguer. leaguer. What is it? It's league leader, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Say that five times fast. Lead leaguer, lead leaguer, league leader. <laughs> okay, Tyree Kill, I respect yeah. it. I think Tyree, Kill, Tyree Kill is, is playing the Pittsburgh defense. They are not good. I know that they made Tom Brady look horrible. I think he to a divorce. I think, I think that speed against a team that is beleaguered by injuries. <laughs> good um, word. Thank you. That seems like it's going to be a good bet. I think you can chalk him up for 14, 15 points at the least mm. in a you know half PPR type of setting. So I'm going for Tyree Kill this week. My sleeper, this is interesting. I kind of want it to go a little bit l- more sleeper-ish, not kind of, oh, he's already, you know, I would have already started him kind of flex this week type of deal. I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. They are playing on a short week. The Cardinals are playing the the Saints on a short week. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to probably be their first target, but who knows what his target consumption is on the first day he comes back, like the first game, right? He doesn't, he's had some practices under his belt, but the game action always is different. If he's the first, if he's the first look, Zach Ertz gets some, you know, some looks as well. I think Rondell Moore can be a kind of sneaky third guy in the middle. If they need a deep target early, maybe look for Rondell Moore. They like to use him in run plays as well. And their running backs are injured, right? So James Conner injured, Daryl Williams injured, you know, Benjamin started off the week a little bit hobbled. So maybe Rondell Moore, gets into this kind of hybrid Debo-ish type of role, gets a couple running plays, maybe gets a touchdown. Hopefully he gets you to that 10-point half PPR type of mark. Let's see. That's my that's my I like sleeper. it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Now, with the fantasy basketball season coming up, we, Shrey and I are going to be starting something new. And now in fantasy basketball, whether it's categories or points, you know that you have to, in order to win, you have to kind of have those rotation players. So what we're going to be doing each week is taking our three picks. We have one sentence each to say who we're picking and why we're doing it. It's going to be a lightning fast segment, but I think these, I feel a little bit more confident about fantasy basketball than I do about fantasy football. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we're going to share our three kind of rotation players that I think that you should get in, uh, in this week. Okay. I am going to start. I have Onyeka Okungwu of the Hawks because he is the backup to Clint Capella. I think he is developing nicely, and he is going to get, I believe, ex- more extended minutes in the center position this year. 
Second, I have Bones Highland of the Denver Nuggets. Mm. The Den- Denver had a changeup of their guards, and I believe that Bones is going to be a great six-man scoring guard who can still pass the ball. He's got a really nice handle, and he's super quick, and I think he's going to be really, really effective now with Ish Smith and Jamal Murray kind of in that rotation. I think he's still going to get enough time to be viable, but we shall see. My third pick is a tie. I am going to go this week with Bojan Bogdanovic. Freshly traded from the Jazz, now on the Detroit Pistons. I would like to see how well he does. I think that he's still got the game. Detroit is a young team, but I believe he's going to make an impact because of what he does with the basketball. He actually plays surprisingly physical, and I think he's going to fit right in in Detroit. And since he has that reputation already, I believe he's going to get decent minutes, kind of pairing that forward position with Sadiq Bey. I like the picks, Max. I'm going to start with... For me, uh, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly, presumed starter for the Lakers oh. as, as, at the point guard position. Um, I would see. Oh, oh. I, <laughs> I would. I would potentially see him probably getting around twenty-five to thirty minutes, uh, especially in game one. And you know, as the campaign goes on, who knows what happens to Russell Westbrook? Right, he's already kind of had an issue with his hamstring or whatnot. He's supposedly be ready to go for the season opener, but I think Patrick Beverly kind of eats into his minutes and becomes a, a staple of that guard rotation over Westbrook at some point this year. Okay. Next, I'm going with Jeremy Sohan. I think for week one, Jeremy Sohan is the Spurs first round pick this year. A lottery pick. He is playing power forward, and Greg Popovich has already named him the starting power forward for the San Antonio Spurs. They rarely play rookies, especially the first. He's going to be if he start if he starts as he's supposed to be, he'll be the the youngest rookie to ever start for the Spurs in team history at 19 years old. So this is a. Uh, you know he's he's known for his defense. He's probably not going to get you a lot of scoring. Uh, he can he can step outside and hit a three once in a while, but I would suggest kind of getting him on your roster if you can and seeing where it holds. If it probably won't take a lot, and if he doesn't do very well, you can just drop him immediately, right? So I think he's a he's a guy that you maybe want to look out for, especially going into week one. People probably haven't looked into him immediately. The last wow. player. Yeah, the last player. I'm picking him up right now. <laughs> of course. I already have him in our league, so you can't kick him. Um, <laughs> I would only say Rats. Yep. Um, the last one will be Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And Jeremiah Robinson Earl, uh, presumed starter at center for the OKC Thunder. He's known for having some decent lines here and there. He could probably get you points uh, at a high single-digit, low double-digit type of value here and there, and more for the rebounds, especially if you need like a fourth or fifth center on your team uh, and you want someone that's starting and getting you know 25 to 30 minutes a night. That's the type of guy that you could probably keep, especially to start week one, see where his minutes hold. They're a young team. I don't feel like he's a guy that they would rest considering the guys that they probably would rest. 
are like the Shea Gilgis Alexanders and the Josh Giddies and the Lou Dorts. This is a guy that maybe will stand withstand the test of time, especially throughout the season. So keep an eye out for him, especially to start week one. Well, Shrey, not to be a nag, but that was more than one sentence on the last one. So I, it's a lot of commas. <laughs> it's a run on, run on, run on sentence. All right, we need to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. So they beat the goat Cooper Rush, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, this week, and I that was honestly a great game, very enjoyable to watch. For all the bad ones, we've had a couple good ones. Yeah. But I'd say it's like two bad ones to one good one this year. Uh, the Eagles look so polished and so refined. I mean, they scored when they needed to score. They went up. They held the Cowboys when they needed to hold. And this is also, they scored when they needed to score against one of the hottest defenses right now. And while the Cowboys defense was still solid, I mean, I'm talking about great tackles throughout the entire stretch of the game. I'm talking about stops when you needed to stop them. uh, Really, like, important, you know, catches. The Eagles, man, the Eagles were great especially with that interception towards the end of the game. Uh, man, they just looked great. I mean, Jalen Hurts and his ability to read those pockets that open up and just right up the middle for 10 yards, uh, that is invaluable. And his throws are really, really good. And the Eagles defensively, I mean, I had them fantasy-wise, and they, they've been phenomenal for me. I don't know, Shrey. I am... Really impressed with them. And if we're looking at somebody to kind of go for the title, do you think it's them? Because they look great. Well, yeah, to start, I I, I want to kind of talk first talk about when we talked about the Eagles defense in a prior episode, we mentioned that they made a lot of additions over the past two or two years or so that have really benefited them to start this year. And that's why they were really going on the streak is that Jalen Hurts has to do is has been really accurate and he's an MVP candidate in my mind, even though you wouldn't say, Oh, he's, you know, he's throwing 150, 200 yards. Why is he MVP candidate is because he's just controlling the game next level right now. It's just, it's just great to watch, but that defense max, we talked about some of the pieces that they got over the past two years in Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And who made plays during this game? Darius Slay. James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And those are the guys that are really, you know, once you start getting into this rhythm, especially in your secondary, and you consider yourself like a no-fly zone, it gets into people's heads, right? Cooper Rush was having a great year so far. And it just, you just needed to play the right team, and he doesn't look so great anymore. And, you know, now that kind of the shine on Cooper Rush has kind of been taken off a little bit. So... This is that defense, Max. I think this defense can really take them places. The offense is is good. is It's good, but that defense is next level right now, Max. I, I'm not, and it's not to say that the offense is bad, but the defense is probably the best in the league right now. Yeah, and I, well, it's the, just amazing to watch. Yeah, uh, Are you sad Cooper about Rush. Cooper Rush? I'm, <laughs> sad about, I'm sad about Cooper Rush. I'm sad about Cooper Rush. I was I wondering. Think that he's, no, I, I know. I was ruminating for a brief minute there. And 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 I don't know. I, he had a terrible rating and he did not. But I, I really, Shrey, I want to less so rag on him and really more credit the Eagles defense. Uh, yeah, they yeah, were able sure. to like slip, find holes, pressure him yeah. uh, and, and tip 
and block and intercept a lot of passes. I mean, three Just interceptions is made him so uncomfortable. Yeah, made him so uncomfortable. And you could tell too, like he was getting, he was getting frustrated too. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I feel bad for. I, but I think he did his job, man. I you know he wanted the opportunity, he got it, and it's exactly what we said. You play the Heat. Not that he's not hot and he wouldn't do good next week, but mm-hmm. yeah, bummer. Bummer. Yeah, yeah. The so Eagles, I mean, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna give roses to them because they are strong right now. Yeah, and I think you got to look at them as a as a candidate through the through a third of the season, Max. I think right now they're a top candidate to be in the Super Bowl. Just how they're playing. I know they're 6-0 and and it's easy to say that, but the way they, they're winning games, they're winning games in different ways. There's, there'll be one game where Jalen Hurts doesn't have to do too much and the defense goes off. Then Jalen Hurts will throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns and then they win another game, right? So they're winning in different ways. If they were winning in the same way where the offense did all everything and the defense didn't do anything or vice versa, then you would start to say, well, there's like a huge gap that they have to fill that some team can really like another good team like another good defense or offense can really prowl on but i don't really see it their their offensive line is amazing their defensive line is amazing they just they've built a team around jalen hurts that makes him look really well and he's really up to task on doing everything correctly and you know his process has been good his reads have been great he hasn't made any bad mistakes. Like this, this is just a great year for them. And hopefully it continues going because it's good football whenever they're on the screen. Oh yeah, baby. And they are still the only undefeated team in the league right now. Yep. Six and oh, that is masterful. Mm-hmm. Now we have to talk about uh, another person real quick before we kind of dabble into our NBA storylines that we're going to keep an eye out for Christian McCaffrey. So Robbie Anderson got traded. Whoop, whoop, whip, whoop, nothing. No big deal. <laughs> just out of here literally again they're like a half-eaten sandwich they're like yeah i'll take that yeah the empty bag of lays are like yeah i'll take that the homeless the homeless guy over there like yeah we'll we'll take him too uh we'll draft him in in six years um <laughs> another person that needs to get out of carolina but probably won't go so easily is Trist- christian mccaffrey for the sake of his career Shrey asked me should the panthers trade cmc for the sake of his career I think absolutely yes. He is literally the only bright spot. His usage is still incredibly high because he's the only bright spot. Uh, I I think that he needs to get out of there. And I think that if you're the Panthers, you should capitalize and strike while the iron's hot. He could fetch a lot of value. And I know there's a lot of teams that would pay good money for him because you can see how good he is. Even though he's a little undersized as far as you know some running backs go. Mm-hmm. Um I think that that man needs to make a move and go somewhere else. And I think the organization can cash in personally because he's still got the talent. He's still young. So the team is horrible, right? And so the question is, when is the best time to, I guess, cash in, right? I guess the contract is decent, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think it's right that, that bad right now in terms of how much is guaranteed on a salary and things of that nature. I don't have the right numbers, but I've heard that it's not that, it's not that bad. So, that's why there's some there's some teams that are that are looking out and seeing, hey, is he available? The Bills made a call. The Rams and the 49ers might be interested, right? They're both having uh running back issues. The, the 49ers, Rams, yeah. The 49ers, you know, with all their injuries, and then the Rams, 
uh, look like they're they're going to part ways with Cam Akers. So it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting dilemma there of do the Panthers t- trade basically right now what's their franchise? And it depends on the right trade. Like I feel like you 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 should get a good package out of him, right? You shouldn't trade him for for peanuts, right? So what, it's, it's no, not, not at all. He's good, Trey. Yeah. It's just, and, but the other the other thing is how much are teams willing to give him, understanding his injury history, right? So there's a dilemma in that too. Well, and that's also why if you're the Panthers, you want to trade him right now because mm-hmm. you know his injury risk and history, and especially if he's been performing well this year and been your only thing, you could literally sell him off and be like, "Hey, he's good right now. Like he's been fine. He's going through rehab. He's stronger. You know, putting up good numbers." You want to maximize your return. And I would do that now versus either you give him a new contract and you give him something more than some teams can afford, or he gets an injury. So I think personally, this is now when you do it. You Carolina, you tank, full rebuild. Yeah, I think I think this is the time if you're the Panthers to do it. I wonder what other teams teams are thinking and that hey, let me, let's wait a couple of weeks because the Panthers are going to be desperate anyway. The trade deadline could come up and, you know, we might as well see if McCaffrey can ha- be healthy by that time. So it feels like the leverage goes on this. Obviously, the leverage will go on the side of the team that's not trading their best player. But, but in this case, I think it holds that much more weight for them because they don't really have much to lose. If you're a decent team and you just need that kind of next level piece, you could probably wait a week or two, right? Like the Rams, they just won last week. Uh, I think they beat the Panthers, but um, so, you know what I mean? Like they, they're three and three, maybe they're getting their head above water right now. It's something that you could probably wait for if you're a better team until the trade deadline, but the Panthers, yeah, they got to, they got to start feeling calls and hopefully they could probably trade him in the in the next week or two because that's the best yeah you're right that's the best bet there's no reason to wait until he potentially goes on the injury report with a questionable designation and then now you're looking at the medical reports and people are like well now it comes down to semantics you know what does this hamstring injury mean is it something chronic is it something you know what i mean like it it starts to play into his injury history versus he's healthy now that's my whole point. Get him exactly. out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out of here. All right, folks. Before we get out of here, I hope you're enjoying your days and you've been enjoying this episode, but we have to change our gears really quickly. And we, Shrey and I, with the impending season tonight, with literally within, what, like an hour and a half, mm. uh, starting Celtics versus 76ers. Woo! Um, we got sh- to each share a storyline that we are looking forward to watching this year. Mine is going to be watching the Joker, Nikola Jokic, and watching him to see if he can repeat an MVP season. Personally, I think he can. He's got Jamal Murray back. He's got some, you know, they changed up the guards. He is now has Ish Smith. He's got that um, tall white guy that they drafted. Can't remember his name. And uh, they, you know who I'm talking about. The, the forward. The Nuggets? Yeah. Michael Porter Jr.? No. No, well, Michael Porter Jr. is also back. Yeah. Anyway, he's got a better squad around him. Aaron, <laughs> Go- Aaron Gordon, as much as Shrey hates him, is still there. They've got a good squad now. He's still the Joker. He's had another offseason to work, to get you know stay in shape, get in even better shape. And I think he could do it again. If he plays like he did last year, he is such Three a generational P-Max? talent. 
Yeah. Three Pete. It just he, doesn't he be like Rudy. He could be like Rudy Gobert. Straight, if he puts up insane numbers, he could be like Rudy Gobert with DPOI. Well, he's got to have an even better season than last year that got him the the, the repeat because they're not going to look at him the same as like, oh, does he deserve? They're going to look at him as a as a three-peat finalist versus an MVP finalist. You know what I mean? So it's got to be like, does he deserve the, the three in a row versus the MVP for this year? That's how I feel like voters yeah, are going to... Because you know NBA it. voters. I hate NBA voters. I hate NBA them. voters are weird. Yeah, they're awful. But I, that's, that's how I feel they're going to take it. I think he can do it. I, I hope so. That would be amazing. That would be insane. He was so good last year. Oh, you're so oh, good. All right, Shay, what's your storyline? Mine is definitely, and we've talked about it briefly before, but how are the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, going to jump out of the gate? Are they going to play into the hands of the media story that has been kind of clouding over them over <sighs> the past two, three weeks? Uh, you know, from the Draymond Green incident to Poole getting his extension and it being... Oh, a nice extension, Max. A, a nice, nice extension. extension. We're and, gonna get the bag. <laughs> and then Andrew Wiggins gets his bag, right? And Draymond, there's a report that he may not uh pick up his option after next year. Where's so, he gonna go? He'll still have a place in the league. He will. Well, yeah, but it all goes into the the Warriors theme of like, well, how does that how does that work, right? Like, remember when there was last contract in issues and stuff with KD, and will KD, you know, KD didn't sign an extension after his last season, and him and Draymond got us some things, and that's when KD was like, you know what, I'm just not gonna sign back. I'm just gonna leave, and you could trade me. I'll do the sign and trade because I like you guys, but I'm not gonna stay. Does the same thing happen? You know, what do they do with Draymond? I feel like it's still going to be a story. And they it, the, the, the headline to watch is how, how well did they start? You know, first five, ten games. Are they over 500? Are they at 500? Are they under 500? Depending on what that is, the media story is going to grow or shrink. And so that's going to that's gonna be something to watch. I think that'll be great. I think we're in for a very good season. The Celtics revenge tour, a lot of great young teams. I'm very excited. And I hope you are too, dear listener. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us on another episode of Amateur Alher on the Believe Network. I, this has been another episode of a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I am your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.